Hey team, it's Jenny. I have a quick request. We love the Womanica community and we're eager to get to know you better. That's why we created a short listener survey to learn more about you and what you want to hear on the show. Check out wondermedianetwork.com survey to share your thoughts and be entered to win brand new Wonder Media Network swag. That's wondermedianetwork.com survey. It's quick, I promise. You can also find the link in the episode notes. Thank you so much for taking the time. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Lindsay Cradwell, and this is Womanica. Your usual host, Jenny, is feeling a little under the weather, so Womanica producers like me are temporarily stepping into the hosting chair. This month, we're talking about women who've made important contributions to the world of health and wellness. Today, we're talking about a neuroscientist whose invaluable discoveries helped us understand a once mysterious part of the brain. Her research changed the way the scientific community views cognition and opened up new ways of treating disorders like schizophrenia, ADHD, and Parkinson's. Let's meet Patricia Goldman Rakish. Patricia was born in Salem, Massachusetts in 1937, one of three daughters. Just a year before she was born, something coincidental but fortuitous happened. The very first scientific study exploring how brains generate thought and store short-term memories was published. Decades later, Patricia would leave her own mark on the field of neuroscience. Patricia went to Vassar for undergrad and studied psychology and neurobiology. Her classmates remembered her enjoying music, the arts, and cooking, but science was her true passion. After graduating in 1959, she went on to get her PhD in developmental psychology from UCLA. By 1965, Patricia had received a fellowship from the National Institute of Mental Health, and that's where she began her work on the frontal lobes of the brain, specifically the prefrontal cortex. At the time, scientists didn't know much about this part of the brain. Many of her colleagues were instead focused on the visual systems. But luckily, Patricia went in a different direction. In a textbook, Patricia later wrote, As interesting and influential as the visual system research was, I was never attracted to it. I was captivated by the opportunity to study the unexplored frontal lobe. It never occurred to me to be concerned with the complexity of the frontal lobes, I never thought of it as an obstacle. Rather, it's an attractive feature of the subject. The prefrontal cortex is where executive function takes place. It's what allows us to remember something while doing another task. And it's also an important part of the brain to study to understand how schizophrenia develops and what happens in the brain that causes hallucinations and delusions. Patricia's research followed an interdisciplinary approach. She studied anatomy, behavior, and also used biochemical and pharmacological techniques to better understand how something so seemingly ineffable like memory works. Bit by bit, Patricia was building a clearer map of this important part of the brain. In 1979, she married another scientist, Pashko Rakish, and they both joined the neurobiology department at Yale. They became collaborators, and in her years at Yale, Patricia and her lab continued to publish important neuroscience research, like when she figured out how lower dopamine levels can also lead to impaired memory. Discoveries like these were a big reason why Patricia was able to really connect her research with real-world care. 
Schizophrenia and Parkinson's, for example, both involve brain cells that contain dopamine. Patricia was a pioneer in the field of neuroscience, but her success wasn't a clear path. In an environment dominated by men, she was one of just a few women who gained tenure. She would tell her friends that she wasn't sure she could make it in such a field as a woman. But she was also an inspiration to many young women scientists. She mentored them and helped them find a path forward. Some say they wouldn't be scientists today without Patricia. In 2003, Patricia died suddenly when she was hit by a car while crossing the street. She was 66 years old. Her community and colleagues grieved the loss of such a giant at the prime of her life and career. But her contributions to the science of mental illness live on in her legacy. After her death, Trevor Robbins, a fellow neuroscientist, wrote, Pat initiated the modern era of neurobiological research into the prefrontal cortex, a brain region implicated in just about every neuropsychiatric disorder. All month, we're honoring women who changed the landscape of health and wellness. For more information, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan. Talk to you tomorrow. Before you go, I want to tell you about another show I think you might like. When the sun goes down at the world's leading business school, the faculty speak their minds. Harvard professors Youngmi, Mihir, and Felix are hosts of After Hours, a podcast from TED. Each week, they catch up after work to dish on topics torn straight from the headlines, from Facebook to free trade to how to buy happiness. Think of it as professors in cars having coffee. This season, holiday travel headaches, chicken sandwich wars, and their big predictions for 2022. Get ahead of the trends and find After Hours wherever you listen.